Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. I am your host, the purveyor of all things dorky within the scope of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. I am Grum. Hello. I hope you guys are doing good. We're at the end of the month, which means uh, this is, what, the 29th? That you're, the week of the 29th that this is coming out. It's coming out on the 29th. Maybe you're listening throughout the week. Who knows? But uh, if you are, this is a last heads up to prepare for the 23 days of Grummas. They start two Wednesday this week. Wednesday, the 1st. December 1st is, a, is on Wednesday. Um, that's what we're doing there. Uh, everything That means also everything from, from Patreon uh, is now behind the paywall again. But you can still go and enjoy... Uh, some of the things out there we put up uh, uh, from from the Patreon, uh, Roby, myself, and Kurt. Um, myself, Roby, and Kurt. Kurt and Roby, myself, myself, Kurt, Roby, uh, watching the Teddy Long wedding, uh, and that was for a long time a really uh, a favorite of mine, just because it was just twenty minutes of just nonstop just hilarity. Uh, so we got that. That's up there, as well as The Rock, This Is Your Life. Very similar, 20 minutes of hilarity. And uh, I think uh, there's some. there might be some other stuff by the time this goes out there to the public for free. Uh, maybe a video or two. I do want to say thank you, guys. Uh, we're going to be heading to the home stretch here. I've got everything done, dorkside related, throughout the year. The, the month of December, we're all done. I'm going to edit it. It's going to be done, done. I ain't got to worry about it at all. Uh, I'm going to upload. I'm going to wait to like upload them the week before. Um, but if it if I think I'm going to be swamped for work, it's not work because it's fun. You don't enjoy work. You enjoy your hobbies. Anyways, look, we got two people I enjoy having around. It was not work. The conversation we had was not work. The getting them was not work. And the only thing that got worked was uh, the Peacock Network watching it <laughs> on there. Uh, I got BSJ and Whack Human Being. Uh, it was it was back, uh, back saying uh, I forget what it was. I forget what it was. I forget what we ended up having it. But it was uh, it was good. When humans it was when humans uh, back shot, <laughs> bump shot, bump shot, not back shot, bump shot. Maybe backshot. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, but we got Whack and BSJ on. We're talking about the Junkyard Invitational. Uh, it's a long one because we ended up getting... We ended up not... I forgot to bring up to Whack the thing he originally... And I said, hey, Whack, do you want to be on the dork side? He said, hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, do you mind if I have I have a, I have a qualm I need to set, settle with a fellow CPF member uh, for something they said on a previous episode? I said, okay, all right. Uh, we never did it when we live, so actually, like, the couple days before I'm recording this, got together, and that's another, like, ten minutes or so. But hey, look, it's a good episode, long episode, if you are got that turkey hangover, um, it'll be a good one. Like I said, December is right ahead of us, the 23 Days of Grum is live on twitch.tv slash tgrum, or just go to grum.tv throughout the week, throughout the month. Uh, we've got uh, streams, we've got movie nights, we've got community hangouts uh, that are uh, I call stream caroling. We go stream to stream and we watch people's content and we support their content uh, It's a, as a community. It's fun. Uh, you can do that by joining the Discord support dot, or not support, join.grum.tv. If you want to support me, patreonsupport.grum.tv as well. 
the uh, if you get if you give the five at uh, the five dollar tier uh, or subbing on Twitch, don't sub on Twitch. I'm gonna off board. This is gonna be the last month of, as an affiliate for me. Um, but if you want to support uh, support that. Rum.tv, $5 tier, guarantees you a, a sub-wrestler for the 2021 Grumble, Grand Grumble, the Grumble of, the, the Royal Grumble, the uh, sub-rumble uh, in uh, the, on Grummas Eve on the 22nd. And then the 23rd is a 12-hour 12 12-hour 12 stream extravaganza. I'm playing some games, giving away some stuff. Also, we'll be uh, airing the... Uh, Christmas special that me and the folks at Tilly put together. Uh, my brain, but we all work together as a community to do. How Muffins Stole Christmas again. So this is a good one. And uh, it'll be good. But that's the 20th. That's a whole month from now. It's a whole month from now. Right now, me, BSJ, whack human being, talking the WCW invitation, junkyard invitational. From Bash at the Beach, 1999. And uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Today, on Dork Side of the Ring Podcast. Make sure my, my whistle's all nice and moist. Mm. That's, yep, that's the word for it. Yep, yep. Some people would say they wet, they wet their whistle. Mine, get it moist. You're not, like... Do whistles even work when you get them wet? I truly do not know. I, I feel like it wouldn't work because air wouldn't flow through them as well. I, I'm guessing in the process of normal whistling procedure, there's uh, the the certainly the potential for spittle and such to to enter, but it's not getting flooded out. No. Well, I don't. I don't think it's the whistle, right? Like the object. I think it's when you're when you whistle, right? Like you have to wet your wet your whistle is like so like the the natural whistle that people can do <laughs> the natural whistle. <laughs> like you know i whistle but it, it would just you know but like the whistle know, god you, gave you yeah the whistle <laughs> the whistle you were blessed with some of us are, have have big loud ones and some have tiny mousy ones you know but Ooh. everybody's whistle is beautiful in their own <laughs> i i thought of a question to ask before we start okay yeah, yeah. um i am going to right now uh, like right now, as I talk, I'm typing some shit on my keyboard. Is it picking up on the mic? Uh, vaguely, but it's fine. It'd be all right. Because as long as um, like as as if I'm talking, it'll it, it'll mask it. If BSJ is talking, it'll mask it. So it'll be it'll be all right. Okay. Like if you're working on stuff, you're working on stuff. It's not that professional. Oh, I- though. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not. It's not that I'm working on stuff. It's that I might Google stuff to refresh my oh, memory. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, that's, probably, I, that's fine. For instance, um, just thinking about the sort of timeline of my wrestling history, I honestly had to look up uh, when some years of when some things happened to gotcha. jog my memory. Gotcha. You know, I mean, look, I I had uh, Bailey and Scuba and uh, and Kane on and. Scuba came in and halfway through us watching uh, Stone Cold getting peeing on um, uh, Arn Anderson. Uh, Scuba was who he's like, yeah, I'm not gonna have to fly, so I can show up. He's like, okay, cool. And then like halfway through, he's like, I gotta go. So at the start of the podcast, <laughs> he's there. And then when I when it goes to the commercial where I like talk about like, hey, leave her five star review stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he's not there, and we never he's address gone. it, and it's and I, it's, <laughs> and I and I refuse to address it. I'm like, this is just be it'll be funny. Um, that's, that's and then. Majestic. At, towards the end of it, Balin's like getting in his car to go. Like you can hear him starting up his car. He's, like, and I'm like, "Are you getting in your?" Car? I'm like, "You are really outside." He's like, "Yeah, I'm really outside." I'm like, "All right, cool, cool, yeah." So it's, okay, it's, yeah. good to know. Uh, yeah, it's not the biggest of deal. Look, ESPN uh, people they have they have some shitty you know quality things where it's just like, how are like when it's it is it was hilarious to me. That like the oh, there's an echo. See, speaking of um, the uh, the like when the pandemic first started, a lot of the you know like reporters and everything, they were just like, oh well, we don't have like a home setup, and I'm like, you're just gonna use your your fucking late Mac computer microphone and camera, like y'all late, like you all you guys can't like I understand like there was a there was a flush of like, like I don't know, like, the idea of, like, oh, well, we, we got to, you know, everybody was going, you know, with it, you had to get a computer, like, Logitech was selling fucking their cameras out the fucking wazoo, um, but, like, nobody had the foresight to maybe start doing that on their own, like, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, when you like, if you're just like the PTI, like you just look at the PTI guys, how often are they just on the road in some some place? Like, just the thought of like, hey, wouldn't it just be easier if we just have it set up on a camera, on like a web camera, instead of having to rent a fucking like full setup? Because like, right. that's the world weird. we live in now. Yeah, Kendrick Perkins be uh, on fucking 480p. It's just terrible. <sighs> Terrible quality from his fucking home, where where he has to remind everybody that he is an NBA champion. <laughs> Terrible quality. Does it sound better because I realized I was talking through my like computer mic instead of like my actual mic. Uh, it's definitely louder. It, it sounds like you're louder, a little yeah. bit close. It sounds like you're a little bit maybe too close to the mic. Other than that, uh, how about this? A little bit better. Do 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 like a sentence. Like go talk yeah. a little bit. Uh. Like, tell me about Justin Herbert. What do you think his prospects are for the Hall of Fame? Oh my God, he's a lock. No, send him there now. But make sure you get his hair in the bus. Don't have it after he let his strength coach cut his hair in the locker room, just like on a whim. Oh, that's a poor life decision. Yeah, that's why it looked so ugly second half of last season. All right. I, I, I will admit I was not... <laughs> Closely attuned to Justin Herbert's hair decisions Herb, last year. The, the only reason why I asked is I was like, I, I, need, oh, no. I need something. What? I, I'm seeing a picture of this haircut. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, I know. It's a bad haircut. He Matt Saracen ass hair. <laughs> it's just, it is a horrible. Um, it's just a horrible haircut. Like, it, it was just not. You had, like, at least with me, I'm going to, like, I have a, I have a, there's a, I'm going to my girlfriend's best friend's wedding. She's the maid of honor. Like, and then like the week after I'm cutting my hair into a mullet. Hell yeah. And I'm going to rock a mullet throughout the holidays and then probably get it cut like on my birthday. Mm-hmm. So that's about it. Like, cause yep. when's the next time I'm going to have long hair, which 
I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm like, I don't know. I, I recently was described uh, as somebody not feeling like themselves with having longer hair. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of at that point. Like, I've had my long hair for a little bit now, but I don't feel like myself with it. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's a hair haver problem. Not everybody can be a hair haver. Yeah. They're going to invite me to the ball no matter what, though. <laughs> Tell you what. Uh, my ticket is punched. Been punched. Uh, but we're here on the dork side of the ring. See, it's just a natural conversation. At some point, I don't know where I'm going to edit most of that out. Most of the conversation out. We might just start, start talking about Justin Herbert. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, we're here on the dork side of the ring. Uh, with two of the best posters in the Tyler I Am Discord. Uh, allegedly, I will say this so that people can't yell at me for p- probably being right. We have Ben Simmons Jump Shot, a.k.a. BSJ, and uh, <laughs> WHB, a.k.a. Whack Human Being. That's right. They, both of them could have three-letter initials like Triple H, HBK, Y2J, mm-hmm. but only BSJ wants it. Uh, Acronym how guys, boys, how you, how you guys, uh, how you guys doing? Good, you know. Glad to be here. Kind of tired, but you know, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm. I'm not tired, but also not ready. So, uh, <laughs> duality of man. The duality of man. We got Wens Himmons bump shot here. I had to go find the BSJ <laughs> saying it wasn't Himmons bump shot. Uh, an incredible tag team name. Uh, because I feel like the bump shot's a, a great tag team finisher name. I don't know what it is. Oh, 100%. I don't, don't know exactly what it is, but it's calling it the bump shop is good. Uh, but yeah, we're, uh, we're here on the dark side. Uh, Wack knows what we're about. Uh, Wack is an alleged listener. Uh, BSJ, not so much, but we're going to change that with this appearance because that's what happens. Uh, BSJ, we, uh, we tend to start alphabetically here. Where, where can the people find you? Tell the people a little bit about yourself. And the whatnots. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BSJ. That's spelled out. So it's B E E underscore. Uh, sh- <laughs> so, um, I get it. It's hard. Yeah. Underscore E S underscore J. Is that one S or two in S? That's one S. That's what I'm at right now, man. That's where we're at in the semester. It's- I am an engineering student. I know. You can boo me here. Um, but yeah, I don't have any projects going on right now, but the planet's dying, man, and we need to fix that. So there's so many things you can get involved in, whether that's working with the community to like clean up stuff or just raising awareness or just like lowering your own consumption of stuff i know there's a lot that's out of the individual control but we all got to pitch in that's right that's right we got to do all the hard work so that bp can spill oil and ruin all of our hard work again Mm -hmm. i'm sorry yeah no that that shout out to bp for sponsoring the podcast by the way (laughs) yes bring me that money and i will uh, i will totally talk about how your your uh your oil is is clean oil that, that is being spilled in the ocean. Uh, <laughs> whack. What about you? Where are the pe- where can the people find you? Uh, you know, what are you working on and the such? Well, um, you can find me at Whack Human Being on uh, certainly Twitter. That's that's where the 
the real money is made. Um, I will not tell you how to spell whack because in context, you can tell that whack is an adjective. And if you spell whack correctly for being an adjective, you will find me. Um, I probably should have checked whether or not there's somebody using the alternate spelling <laughs> before I said that, but we move regardless. Uh, I am a master's candidate in library science currently in my first semester. Um, and I'm a, a poster's poster, you know, a real Wes Unseld of posting. Um, but um, before, before I got into this program, I was uh, working for many years in food assistance, and my sort of area of academic interest within library science is sort of archiving food ways and food justice work. So definitely, um, you know, in lieu of seeking out my projects, of which there are none, uh, until such time as I write a master's paper, just go uh, get get involved in your uh, in your neighborhood, kind of knowing what the food needs of your neighbors are and how they'd like them met. Um, we're, this is a big food sovereignty podcast. I feel I've, I've been a guest for what, two, three minutes. I'm, I can <laughs> declare this a pro food sovereignty podcast. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Big, big, uh, big food sovereignty pro pro also, uh, helping mm -hmm. out big pro helping out the less fortunate and those in need big, big pros of that as well. Um, uh, yeah, also, it, as we're recording, it's nowhere near the time. We're actually a almost like two straight months recording this before it actually airs, but it is the holiday, the holiday season is in full gear. Happy Thanksgiving again. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, but, uh, you know, this is one of those tough times on families because, you know, they have to decide, do we eat or do we have a good presence, you know? out you know showing out for this this holiday season um so anything that can help the those who are asking those questions is good if you could just be like hey you know help out donate food where you can uh donate donate your time when you can all important stuff uh, Ooh, and since you said something uh um, yes little tr tricks of the trade um definitely at this time of year um physical food is uh is good um and especially if you're donating at the super local level like your neighborhood food pantry or mutual aid organization or um community fridge um always always better at the local level because um you know it's easier it's a more targeted audience it's easier to know what are the exact food needs of your community um that being said the farther you go up the food chain uh, so to speak, if you're donating to like a, a big honking food bank or like warehouse at the warehousing level, um, they will jack generally recommend, uh, money, um, over food donations. Not that food donations aren't helpful, just, uh, you know, people like to give good deals to, uh, warehouse level, uh, food assistance organizations. So, they can probably spend their dollar a lot more efficiently on food. Um, but it, it, anything is good. Any, mm. Anything mm. is good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, there's, yeah, there's, there's gradations of quality, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. 
no, we're like I said, pro food sovereignty, pro um, pro helping out those in need, especially tough times now. It's getting colder. And if, yeah, and watch, watch this dismount. And we're pro wrestling. Hey, look at that, wacky! It's like you should have a podcast of some. Kind. You can't see me touched. doing finger guns. No, but I also was doing finger guns, so I was spiritually on the same level. BSJ, were you doing the finger guns? Did we were we doing that? office thing where we're kind of doing a little standoff of some kind no yeah i was not doing things because i have broke that habit successfully oh. wow <laughs> you think you know someone uh, you know what i think it's very clear what, what what number poster he is i you know it's funny i said you think you know someone but also as that was playing out i was thinking like bsj definitely not a finger guns type dude which i i would consider a compliment <laughs> That's true. That's true. Not 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 those kind of vibes. Um, but the kind of vibes we are on today, uh, you'll see because I am looking at uh, the, the the where I pause this thing uh, has two figures wearing an incredible fits. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, before that, I gotta ask uh, for for your references and your experience with pro wrestling. And since we started with BSJ for the introduction, whack, you're up. Floor is yours. What's your what is your experience and relationship with pro wrestling sure so i grew up in a household where um pro wrestling among other things that were deemed to be like too quote-unquote violent uh was not allowed essentially um and so the first memories i have of watching wrestling were definitely like changing the channel to a channel with wrestling on it and being kind of fascinated by it. Um, and eventually actually tuning in for long stretches of time, but also being aware that like I had to change the channel very quickly if my parents came into the room. Um, so like kind of, I think the first time I started watching regularly in any sense was kind of just at the beginning of the so-called ruthless aggression era. So somewhere in the 2002 to 2003 ish mm. zone. And I kind of came in and out there at uh, different chunks of the time. I remember downloading um, the, this is actually before 2002. I think, I think one of my earliest wrestling memories is downloading the original tables, ladders and chairs match on Kazaa, um, which definitely dates this uh, <laughs> reference. But um, I think the thing that got me seriously back into wrestling for my longest stretch of time was um, early NXT, um, which for folks who aren't familiar with wrestling, it was created sort of as the developmental, or in this incarnation, it was kind of the developmental league of WWE to kind of develop their younger talent, their newly arrived talent. Um, today it's kind of evolved into a, a brand of its own with an identity of its own. And, uh, the developmental aspect is only there in fits and starts, but, um, specifically it was, there was a two out of three falls match between Sammy Zayn and Cesaro that, um, somehow I heard through the grapevine that this match was, uh, very, very good. I found it online somewhere. And I was like, damn, this is 
very, very good. So kind of started tuning into NXT regularly. Um, currently, I'm in a bit of a lull. Um, I will tune into pay-per-views here and there. Um, but definitely not really watching wrestling on a week-in, week-out basis. Although I follow enough wrestling and wrestling-adjacent people on social media that I, I often kind of have a vague awareness of of what's going on who's uh you know who the who the youths like these days <laughs> hey, who who's who's hip yeah who's it you know yeah yeah my understanding is that people really love um oh uh, what's an what's a what's a wrestler i can put in here where it'll be clear enough that i'm being sarcastic uh, um, people uh, really love Goldberg Jack- these days, right? Like 2021 <laughs> ja- Goldberg, Jackson Riker. Oh big, yeah, big, 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 massive fan. People, the the kids, they love Jackson Riker. I've been told. You can uh, tell he's cool because he spells Jackson with an X. That's true. Also, uh, <laughs> I can't even. Go, I'm trying to go along with the bit, and I'm like, I can't even find anything A to compliment bit. about this fucking guy. Bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. so yeah um, I was doing a bit <laughs> yeah I, BSJ I apologize in advance for the fact that we've introduced you to a, a world where Jackson can be spelled with an X no there's yeah I don't think I've seen that before <laughs> yeah uh, or what about breaker with two K's as a last name oh actually no you might not you might know this uh, BSJ BSJ uh who was last year's starting fullback for Kennesaw State University? I have no idea. Okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> wow, That'd he's be, not a real he's Gruden a real, grinder anymore. No, no, apparently not. No, it's Bronson Recksteiner, Re- aka uh, Rick Steiner's son, aka Scott Steiner's son, nephew, aka uh, Bron Breaker, the soon-to-be. Goat of WWE. Give it like two years. That is an incredible fullback name. It is right, Bronson Rex Steiner. Oh well, he, he I was love playing, him. He was playing like he played like linebacker, and then freshman year, and then like they switched him to fullback, and he was just like, okay, I'm just like his 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 highlight tape uh, of his of his college career is just him running over fucking <gasps> safeties and corners. Tell me he has like one of those old neck rolls. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm I have, pretty, pretty sure, yeah. I have some breaking news from the internet. Breaking um, news. Bronson Recksteiner, the aforementioned Bron Breaker, yes. um, has two siblings, at least that's what Google is reporting. Mm-hmm. One of them is named Hudson Recksteiner. The other yep. is named Maverick Recksteiner with no K on the end of Maverick. My it's God. It's incredible. Like, look. Rick Steiner knew exactly what he was doing. He go, like, well, I guess it's not because he's like, I think is I think Rick Steiner's is like, like so. The story for Rick Steiner is he used to go as something else, and because his name sounds like Rick Steiner, and everybody would just call him Rex Steiner. They're like, why don't we just call him Rick Steiner? <laughs> like, make make that just his mm-hmm. his his name, uh, and then his brother Scott both. Uh, Robert, there we go. It's Robert Rex Steiner, and they called him Rob, and then they just called him Rick, and they're like, "All right, well, your brother's Scott. We're gonna <laughs> name him Scott Steiner." Sure. Well, look, uh, people that think the Steiner math thing. 
Yes, that is the Steiner math man. Yep. Okay. Well, Scott mm-hmm. Scott Steiner is. Um, but that's the that's the beauty of the beauty of Braun uh, is that he looks and wrestles like his dad does, but he talks like his uncle. Like uh, he he just had a video package last night uh, on NXT where he was just kind of like being like, "What is Braun Baker about? I'm about beating people up. You know, I don't <laughs> like I don't give a shit." If you think, like, I don't give a shit who you think you are. I can beat, I'm going to break you. He goes, you want a friend? Get a dog. And I'm like, what? Like, an incredible line. Because uh, I, I have never heard anybody say, if you want a friend, get a dog. I'm not about that. Like, Listen, I um, peek behind the, the curtain here mm-hmm. uh, on the date we were recording the last episode of Dork Side of the Ring to come out uh, prominently featured dogs that's true um so so definitely hearing about you want a friend to get a dog in in the context of wrestling is definitely definitely makes me oh. nervous about uh <laughs> somebody following up on that and uh just, and our friend Bron breaker responding in turn by uh committing dog related crimes look he can't be as heinous as big boss man big boss man kidnapped the dog killed it fed it to its owner like that's some Sick shit. Wrestling. <laughs> Wrestling, right. BSJ, what do you say? Speaking of, uh, I, I assume, like, I know the answer to this, uh, but is there, what is your relationship with professional wrestling? I watched a special once over the summer. Oh, okay. It was the one where uh, Bianca Belair hit the other person with her hand. I know, like, two wrestlers, and that's from, like, hanging around with Jim Jam and Luke, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I know Roman, I know Bianca, and that is it. Two for two. Yeah, it's really all you really need. Maybe Becky and soon-to-be Braun Breaker, but that's about it. Uh, (laughs) Maybe, well, also Biggie. So, like, there's there's a couple more for you, but that's Mm -hmm. just room to learn, you know? Um, Yeah, I I, I know that that BSJ has heard... um, at least in text form, uh, big meaty men slapping meat. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's Can definitely context of that. Yeah. <laughs> the so... context of that is that the person who said it loves when big meaty men slap meat is, yeah, what I mean, context there's, do you need? Yeah, there's, there's more context to it, but, um, it doesn't add much more than what's already been discussed. I feel like there's so much overlap between like wrestling and football guys. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them. And just funny enough, the guy who said it, former Ohio, uh, Ohio uh, Hawkeye. I was gonna say Ohio State or Iowa. It's Iowa Hawkeye. Jesus, uh, Iowa Hawkeye. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a former. Uh, there's a former offensive lineman from my alma mater who is currently. Uh, in the WWE, apparently performing on Raw. This, uh, definitely not something I would know. But uh, Mace. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It, Brennan Brennan Williams is is mm-hmm. his name. He, uh, he played football at UNC while I was there for undergrad. Um, nice. Let's see how many times I can date myself <laughs> in the course of this episode. <laughs> yeah. The the. Wack's age is the one thing because Wack, you are somebody who feel like I, I just has lived a lot of life, but 
but also at the same time, like, I don't know if you actually have lived a life or you just have traveled, like, just in the areas where that makes me go, wow, Wack knows about this little sandwich shop in New Jersey. How the fuck does he know about that? <laughs> you know, this this actually does kind of relate to uh, my, my wrestling viewing experience in that... Um, you know, ha- having just said that I've I've done a fair amount of wrestling, like even in the things that I really, really like, I am not a uh I- I'm not a guy who's big into like being comprehensive. So like I have over seven hundred records, but there are a lot of music things that I just know absolutely nothing about. And then uh I weirdly know a lot about like the state Soviet record label from the um, that technically still exists today, but is no longer the, the state record label, if I recall correctly, but, but yeah. So as far as that goes with, with wrestling, um, like the things that I did watch, um, the people that I do like, um, I'll consume a lot of content related to them, but there are just big blind spots of mine. So, you know, there's a very good chance that whatever we watch today is going to be something that I've either heard of but not seen or just straight up have no idea about. All right. Well, this is good. This is good. I always, I always like bringing some bringing new content to people um, because just wrestling is a whole lot more fun when no one's taking it seriously. And I only have people who don't take wrestling too seriously on. Um before we get to that, I have to ask like one or two questions. I'd like to ask a little bit of a tease. And this one's going to seem odd because you're going to wonder how does this relate to professional wrestling? But have you guys ever gone to a demolition derby? No. Ooh. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. So I'm alone in that. Bro, what? Hold, hold on. I, I I need a little more here. <laughs> okay. How how did you, did you end up at a demolition derby by choice? Not to say that that's um a poor so, choice to make. It's just no, not so, so what I would have imagined from you. So when I was younger, I lived I lived in the boonies of northeast Pennsylvania, uh like north like north of Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, like like, like that, Pike County, uh Wayne County. Okay. So it was yeah. up there. Yeah, it was up there. And uh, so naturally, the type of people that lived up there were those type of people. Uh, and my deadbeat father, who was not a deadbeat entirely at the time, uh, wor- worked at a grocery store. He was a manager, and one of his guys in stock um, did like demolition derby at the county fair. So he's like, oh, all right. He's so, you know, whole family went. We watched, um, and uh, for like three or three years, I distinctly remember him coming in like third and second to the same dickhead driver, <laughs> like to the point where like I'm pretty sure after we moved to Philly, me, and my mom, and my brother, and my sister, like uh, I'm I'm sure that somebody got shot over this fucking demolition derby, like mm. like he would like it got heated. Uh, they would insult each other. They didn't like each other. Um, and, like, my mom used to drive a, a, a Chrysler LeBaron 
like a 87 Chrysler LeBaron or something. I, I don't remember the year, but it's this it's the kind of demolition derby car you want big wide <laughs> fucking body mostly metal indestructible hunk of junk um and he would all i just distinctly remember him always asking my mom he goes whenever you let whenever you get rid of that you let me know and like it died one year <laughs> and he fucking came and picked it up gave her like 250 dollars cash for it like it was dead she couldn't do anything you know no one's gonna buy it for for that much and uh he came up, bought it for, you know, cash, and then she ended up getting like a Kia, like a Kia Sorenta, or something, um, or like a minivan. Tremendous. Or yeah. Uh, so this wasn't like pro demolition derby. No, this was this if was such a thing exists. This was county fair demolition derby. Ah, uh, yeah. So this is yeah. This was like yeah. Uh, sick for for love of the. <laughs> yeah, this is the people who truly enjoyed banging their heads in some beat up station wagons and that's the thing man that's like it was like it, it looking back it's very much like like wow no wonder why i love pro wrestling <laughs> like there would be people sure. who would paint up their car there would be the, like there was a guy who was the, the clown doctor and like he had like a old like station wagon that he would make it look like the old doctor car you know uh station wagons but he'd have a clown face on the front um <laughs> And like gimmick and everything, I'm like Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, okay. So, and there's definitely a storied tradition of of cars being destroyed in in pro wrestling history. Absolutely. Uh, maybe not demolition derby style that I can remember, but mm, no. um, I, I don't want to accidentally stumble upon the answer of what we're watching. But I don't. A few a few famous car destructions come to mind for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think you. I'm I'm guaranteed. Well, I'll guarantee because I know. <laughs> I don't think you're going to stumble upon with that train of logic. Good. Because I, I asked because, you know, demolition derbies are, are a lot of fun. Mayhem. It's a lot of bang. It, it's big meat. It's big metal cars slapping, <laughs> slapping scrap, you know? Yeah. Um, but they all, but when, when they're all done, like these are all junk cars that people just, you know, they, maybe they get more use out of it, but Really, they're just using it for that one time, and that's it. And then it just goes to a junkyard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to today's topic. Oh, In baby. 1999, WCW was getting into the hardcore wrestling craze that was sweeping professional wrestling into North America um, that started in ECW, uh, that WWE had uh, started themselves in embracing uh, with hardcore matches that would go all types of places. They would end outside of the arena. They would end in the concession stand. They would end in somebody's locker room, um, you know, and built an entire division around hardcore matches. WCW, a little late to the party, but still, um, you know, getting in on it decided that they would themselves jump in feet first into the hardcore scene. And they would do such in a spectacular match that no one had ever thought of. No one would ever recreate because it would not end the way you would want this kind of match to go. But it ended the way it was supposed to end. We are going to watch today from Bash at the Beach 1999, mm. the WCW inaugural 
as it was as it was advertised. The inaugural Junkyard Invitational. Oh baby. This is from the Bash at the Beach, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, I I thought I thought I remembered it, and I was like, I think it's a Great American Bash, which would have made Great American Bash nineteen ninety nine a two time dorkside appearance. But no, it is. Yeah, bashing was involved. Bash at Just the in Beach, a, a different yeah. location. Yeah, <laughs> it was at the. Who's beach. to say this beach is American? So we're going. <laughs> you're right. Uh, so we're gonna watch from nineteen ninety nine's Bash at the Beach. If you're on the Peacock Network, you go to Season 6, Episode 1 of Bash at the Beach. Hour, uh, the time code is 1 hour, 10 minutes, 11 seconds. And we're going to be back here on the dork side of the ring with BSJ and Wacky Mindy. I couldn't get Macho Man or Dusty Rhodes this week, but I do have myself here to tell you a little bit about my friends, uh, my friends pet project, passion project, love uh, a true tool, especially nowadays on the holidays. You know, last, not last minute shopping. You get to little, it's like middle, not last minute, but it's like the middle of the minute, I guess. It's the middle minutes of shopping for, for the holiday season. Uh, go to SoonTM.com. That's right. Uh, guest of the podcast, Cheese Whiz, him and my other friend, Chef Has Teeth have put together a wonderful website for you as a consumer, a gamer, somebody who enjoys video games or knows somebody who enjoys video games. You can go to SoonTM.com and you can search whatever game is coming up in the next month so you can get your the gamer in your life. Maybe a stocking stuffer game, something cheaper. Maybe that big AAA release. Who knows? I don't know. But you can by going to SoonTM.com looking up you've got a game it's basically the world's best gaming calendar claimed by myself here uh you basically go there find what games are coming out when they're coming out what they look like what platforms are coming out who's making them games made by that other studios uh published by those other publishers there's a whole lot of good stuff there you can connect your twitch account if you have one and make it nice and easy to leave some reviews as well uh the other thing that's really cool about soontm.com there is other events and whatnot as things are opening up during a global pandemic and they are being scheduled and things are happening. Maybe there's a conference that's being done by video and you can see what games are coming out. Some big studio is announcing, you know, a set of games. Maybe it's a, an event where you can go, oh, I didn't know that there was a Nintendo Direct this time. That's cool. To, that's good to know. Oh, EA's doing something. That's cool to know. Sony, Microsoft, all the big, big names. Bethesda, Ubisoft, all of them. All the big ones. Uh, you can see what they, what they got going on. So you go to SoonTM.com. Tell Cheese I sent you. Here's the of the ring. Now, back to the episode with me, Black, and BSJ. That's it. And that's and that's basically... Uh, I'll tell you in a little bit here. But that, that was uh, the Junkyard Invitational. The inaugural and the only... Junkyard Invitational uh, from WCW, unfortunately, as we've come to commiserate about. Uh, so, first impressions, we'll start with you, with you BSJ. What, did you, what were your thoughts about uh, the Junkyard Invitational? I loved it. There is, like, this is guys being dudes. 
It is just a bunch of large half-dressed men hitting each other with car parts. And then at some point, someone sets a car on fire and explodes. I don't get what it has to do with the beach, though. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, it's, it's funny because, you know, the segment starts with uh, Shavoni and Heenan introducing it in uh, Hawaiian shirts. Uh, I mean, that's the way that they've chosen to interpret the beach theme. But ultimately, this event was set in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So, like, I feel like the junkyard is kind of a better representation of what the beach means in this context. Yeah, no, I like, so the backstory leading up to this is, as we saw, Hack um, is has debuted in WCW um, after a short appearance as uh, Raven's, like, live-in cousin uh, of some mm-hmm. kind. Uh, which is funny because uh, I, it's just uh, like they they were trying to make Raven a different character, kind of like where Raven is this grungy, dirtball, you know, uh, apathetic character, and they're like, yeah, well, he's he, he's he's a child of rich parents who think he's you know who just throw money at him, and he's has a, a incredible life, and he's just miserable because he's a miserable bastard. And, like, Hack is there, but he's not Hack. He's, like, Jimmy or something like that. (laughs) And then they bring him in separately as Hack, never connecting the dots, but he's there. Um, And uh, he, you know, he's trying to say every match is a Hack rules match. And, like, there's, you know, he gets, he, like, he, he goes as far as to wrestle, like, Kevin Nash. And... Kevin, mm-hmm. Nash, he's like, you may be great, but I'm. You can't. You can't hack it and hack rules. Only the strong can hack it. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin yep. Nash beats beats him in like five minutes. <laughs> got it. Yeah, you got to work in your your bit before you get uh, jackknife. Yeah, jackknifed. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking at the the full list of competitors, and it's it's a real island of misfit toys situation. It really is. Um, like even. Even the people that are uh, eventual notables, like there's, there is no, at least nobody that's a star in this context or in like TV wrestling context. Like my, Mikey Whipwreck is a big ECW guy. I've, um, Steven Regal, today William Regal, um, big, big fan of, of William Regal. Um, Fit Finley, uh, aka finley and in wwe but like even those guys who sort of made it out of the junkyard invitational uh one of them literally made it out of the but (laughs) yeah they uh it's just not uh there's a lot of uh detritus here including apparently um hulk hogan's nephew yep horace hogan uh who was debuted Nine months prior, as part of a, um, as part of uh, the build up to uh, Hogan Warrior Two at Halloween Havoc nineteen ninety eight, which is Dorkside material in and of itself, um, but uh, yeah, so like, ha- there's a lot of people here, and they kind of built this up as Hack and 
uh, and Brian Knobs and Fit Finley and like some of the luchadors are like arguing over who's really like hardcore, you know, who's a tough man. Because WCW in like 1997, 1998 tried to do a tough man division where <laughs> the idea was these guys are legit tough guys. Like Jerry Flynn, they're like, yeah, he's a martial, he's a karate black belt. And Haku is a tough guy, and Fit Finley is a tough guy, and it's just like they were trying to make their own like version of hardcore without like it being hardcore wrestling. And, yeah, uh, and BSJ said it uh, semi facetiously, but it, that really is just the guys being dudes division. <laughs> it really is. It's uh, yeah, big. Uh, who's that? Adazio. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was Steve Adazio. Steve Adazio, <laughs> Steve Adazio vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, the 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 match it ends up happening. <clears throat> we just watched it, um, but uh, some of the highlights of this match uh, for as a viewing as a viewer again for me. Um, no, the first time you see Laparka and you realize it's Laparka because. Well, Parker would, you know, had this whole skeleton get up, you know, black and white skeleton and would kind of do this like funky little dance to the ring. He's not doing that because a, there's no entrance. They just start the match. They, they blow the, the referee blows the fucking blow horn. And then they're like, well, time to beat the shit out of each other. But, uh, La Parker is wearing a mask and a sleeveless like flannel shirt and jeans and jeans. Yeah. Tactical La Parker. <laughs> yeah, that's what he yeah. looks like. That's uh that's normal Laparka. Yeah, I I have so I have so many questions about the the setting of this match and the like the the logic that it went into it. Um there's a, a whole ring of cars. Um that makes sense to me. Junkyard. Um mm-hmm. the cars are covered in graffiti. Um, and I, I'll, I'll tip my hand here. I've, I've never really a junkyard like that. I'm not a junkyard expert, but I feel like the type of graffiti that was on there was, uh, wayward teen graffiti. Um, and so I like the implicate, it didn't seem like, uh, employees tagging cars for various purposes. It was like, uh, People saying so and so sucks or whatever. So like, did they just? What is what is the implication there? Players the come in and uh, design their own little funhouse. Uh, like, did did, did a, a, a wayward band of teens come in and have their way with this junkyard? Like, I'm, <laughs> I I, I, I just think of it as some sort of like saw situation. They just woke up there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be very pro wrestling. So, um, so the 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 Monday Nitro before this event, um, they had they introduced the the championship, I think, uh, or the, the 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 trophy, what the trophy was going to be, and the trophy was like Jimmy Hart was like my guy Brian, my guy Brian Knobs, he's going to be, he's the baddest guy, the toughest guy, you know, very Jimmy Hart esque uh, promo, um. Mm-hmm. Of saying that he was the most hardcore guy, and like everybody, co- like Fit Finley, like I said, Fit Finley comes out. Some of the the luchadors come out. Uh, you know, Hack 
and that that's how it gets to the point where it hacks. Like, you know, you guys all claim to be hardcore, but meet me in the junkyard. <laughs> it's like, I like, yeah. it's just like somebody thought of this idea, and they're like, why don't we just have like a you know a, a warriors moment, <laughs> like a fight in the in the junkyard. <laughs> Yeah, I will. I will say uh, on the subject of of Brian Knobs, um, I, I'm I'm not deeply familiar with uh, the Nasty Boys, um, and so I'm 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 just now learning that the Nasty Boys consisted of of two uh, two gentlemen with the uh, nom de wrestling of Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags. And I think you would be hard pressed to pick two nastier names, just filthy, disgusting names. Um, not good. So uh, kudos to whoever who set that up. In particular, Jerry Sag is uh, distressing. Uh, I just looked up a picture of them, and that is definitely a Brian Knobs and a Jerry Sags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, it is absolutely. Uh, also, they had um, one of their signature moves was to get their opponent in the corner and then put their um, put their armpits into the person's face. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the full commitment to the bit, you know. Just what's the nastiest thing you can do? Armpit in the face. Gross. Ew. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm it's just like the the it's so I want to go back to like the, the car setup because like we were talking about like we were kind of getting lost in the like while we were watching it, getting lost in this in the set design almost of um of this whole thing. And uh like, you could see that there was a forklift that could pick them up and pretty much probably put them all there. They didn't send them too high. They did, like, three high. Um, but none of... The, all those cars were real junked cars. Yeah. No, they got that part uh, down tremendously. Um, it, junkyards have uh, shitty cars, and they, they... They found shitty cars. Yeah, they found <laughs> shitty cars. And, like... Nothing, no, they took no safety precautions. Like, they're just, you know, um, like, it's, it's like, I don't know, like, it, I mean, it, a, I don't understand clearly, how a clearly non forklift certified Fit Finley drives a forklift in this match. Um, well, that guy was wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they're, yeah. Well, you're right. Jimmy Hart was wearing a bicycle helmet. This is true. Yeah, um, yeah, and he was one of the few people who didn't need said helmet. No, exactly. He was he just was there just, yelling. Yeah, he he just had his yelling helmet on. Um, th like this whole event was a bad event. Um, I, I, Uncle Dave Meltzer. Um, if you trust his ratings, I, I mean his. I do his, not. Correct. Some people do. I don't. I'm more of a enjoy what you enjoy and rate it whatever the fuck you want to rate it. But there was eight eight matches on the card, and there were eight stars given out. Oh, um, <laughs> important nasty boys update. Uh, they're from Lehigh County, Pennsylvania. Yep. My God. Mm -hmm. That home of many a nasty boy. 
Yeah, yeah. They're public and like there was a very strong Philadelphia presence in this match. Like mm-hmm. you've got you've got uh, hardcore hack. You've got the nasty boys from the area. You oh got wow, pub- we're we're just letting uh, we're letting people call Lehigh County Philadelphia in there. area area Philadelphia area. All right. <laughs> People Listen, are gonna, I visited give, Lehigh, and that is not Philadelphia. It's not, you, but man, you but, give them you, an inch, they'll take a mile. Look, here's the thing: like, if we're gonna people, once people start, you know, associating Villanova with the city of Philadelphia, it was too late. You know, wow, <laughs> wow, shots. That's wow. right. That's right. Willie Law. That's right. Willie Law. Oh, this is probably um, this is probably a good. Uh, oh, you know, while yeah. I'm while I'm on the airwaves, the yeah. The the largest of audiences, um, I, I would I would like to bring to people's attention the fact that uh, Philadelphia is the largest city in New Jersey. Uh, just I, you know, I know you all already know this motherfucker. I can't believe I, I he <laughs> this motherfucker comes onto my goddamn fucking pla- my stage, the stage I built. <laughs> You came to my house. <laughs> you shit on my rug. <laughs> Look, it's uh, you know You're Philadelphia wrong. is within my purview because it's the largest city in New Jersey. So, uh, you know, I'm coming into my house. This is incredibly disgusting and disrespectful. Apparently, it's within mine since Villanova's in it now. I like. I guess so. I mean, like, I, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> Philadelphia. The, Philadelphia does kind of define a lot of like what they were trying to accomplish here because yeah. I mean, yeah, you've got, you've got like legit ECW legends and ECW uh, was a, a comically Philadelphia venture. Um, just like imagine a pro wrestling uh, league, uh, a, a pro wrestling brand from Philadelphia and like, make it so so much of a caricature of what you would imagine um, yeah. and then don't change your first draft that's basically what ECW is <laughs> yeah also like tailgating a lot see at Lincoln Field mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so this is basically this is basically like we have ECW and yeah. this is this is what ECW at home looked like <laughs> yeah basically um, so a little backstory into the production of the match for you guys. Um, cause I, you know, every, and, and, and the people listening. Um, so the match cost money, obviously, because it's a lot of setup to do. There was explosions. There's a junkyard. You got to rent out an entire junkyard after dark, all this stuff going on fireworks and whatnot. Uncle Dave Meltzer claimed, reported, that the match cost a hundred thousand dollars to 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 pull off, which is definitely a lie. Like, no way in hell anybody's doing an a hundred thousand dollar thing for a thirteen minute match. Mm, I mean, what does 19- it cost to rent a helicopter? But they owned a helicopter, so they just had to pay for oh. the gas. Uh, so WCW. Uh, BSJ was owned by Turner Broadcasting. Okay. Like the people who own CNN, <laughs> the Braves, uh, the, at the, at one time the Hawks, uh, they own WCW uh, because mm-hmm. Ted Turner was a big wrestling fan. 
mainly because what made him really successful was for the Turner Broadcasting Station, TBS, uh, which would end up coming to Superstation, uh, or ju- was mm-hmm. wrestling at 6.05 on Saturdays and Braves baseball. Mm-hmm. And it became a national, one of the na- first national broadcast uh, or cable channels. And people like really enjoyed it. And that's what made him really rich. And then, you know, um, he had it with uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, and then they sold Georgia Championship Wrestling. Um, or, or Vince McMahon bought it in a what is famously called Black Saturday. Jerry Briscoe tends to call it Green Saturday because he made a lot of money selling <laughs> Georgia Championship Wrestling on that day. Um, but Ted Turner was upset because, you know, Vince bought it just so that he can put his own his own wrestling on. Um <clears throat> Because he bought the contracts, and thus he ended up having Ted Turner was like, "Well, fuck! Like, god damn it, I'm gonna have my own wrestling company." So he ended up eventually buying uh, Jim Crockett Promotions in '88, uh, well before all of us were born. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Well before. <laughs> well before. Uh, long. Long before. Long, long before. Multiple years. Uh, so that is true. This. Yeah. Two is um, multiple. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, so the, the helicopter probably didn't cost them that much. They probably already owned one. Um, it was just a matter of, you know, the crew, standard things. But obviously, there was some money you had to, you had to dole out more for than a regular match. You know, so fifteen to 20000 Sounds better. That's, that's coming from former WCW president Eric Bischoff. Um, but I think, like... I don't know if, like, that's... I don't know, like... If you were a wrestler, how much money would you have to be paid to actually partake in this match? Ooh. Um, it It's it's hard for me to even put myself in the space of, like, you are a wrestler because I, uh, rather famously, do not have hands. Um, but, I, I mean, compared to a normal wrestling match, or or even a normal sort of extreme rules match or just a match that involves quote unquote weapons. I mean, the stuff that they're getting hit with like random car parts and uh, tires and stuff. It, there was even a, a few classic uh, garbage can lids, always a mm. staple of ECW. Um, Tailpipes. Oh yeah. To, obviously because it's a junkyard match. You got to remind people it's a junkyard match. I feel like it's not that much weirder or more potentially harmful than like a chair or table spot going wrong. Um, obviously f- uh, the large uh, fire, um, not <laughs> yeah. great, uh, but no. uh, you would think uh, putting myself in the mindset of a wrestler, it's like, well, we got people there to handle the fire. It'll be fine. Um, I feel like uh, it'll be fine was said a lot of times in the prepping to this match. <laughs> I think like uh, whatever a wrestler normally gets match, just like triple or quadruple it. And that's probably if, if I'm using wrestling brain, mm. uh, if I'm using whack human being brain, uh, there's, there's not a dollar amount. Mm. Um, Stock options though. 
Honestly, if you like pay for parking and give me a meal, I'll do this for like four hundred dollars. Yeah, there's there's places where you could definitely find that. Like if if that's an avenue you want to. Um, it won't be exactly in this format, but it, I mean, if you want somebody to pay you four hundred dollars to have a wrestling match where <laughs> you get hit with a lid of a trash can, that's that's money that's attainable for you. Mm-hmm. We'll go. We'll, you know, it's uh, <laughs> I just, I just like the, the polar opposites. Now nah, there's not a dollar amount. I'll do it for four hundred dollars if you you know. Pay for transportation and hotel, like uh, you know, I'll be all right. <laughs> and, and a meal. <laughs> and a meal. Put put food in what's, my belly okay, afterwards. What's the Would meal you, that you're eating yeah. before your junkyard dog? Well, is it before food? or is it after the junkyard match? You might want it after. Okay, so what Coward. are you doing? <laughs> so what are you what are you having before or after after you've gone through hell uh, in the form of a junkyard invitational? No man, just like. Whatever's close, like <laughs> nice than like chain fast food, but like it doesn't need to be a sit down place. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, this man will wrestle for chilies. <laughs> no, no, not a sit down place. Not a, yeah, not a sit down place. So he's like, only I'm like a taco truck or something. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just get B- just get BSJ. Uh, you know, like a just get him. F- like you can get chilies, but just don't. Take him to Chili's. <laughs> Chili's take Get it out. to go. Get it to nah. go. Nah, he would know. I, I know a crisper anywhere. Uh, Too much Chili's to not know what it is when I have it. <laughs> they go to Applebee's like they're getting the, the to go and they pull up. They're like, hurry, we got we got ten minutes before he realizes. <laughs> you know, I've been to Chili's a ton. I don't think I've ever been to an Applebee's. Wow, this is a company man right here. Yeah, no, loyal. Brand loyalty, you know. Yeah. Um, he loves yeah, those it, baby back ribs. Yeah, the. I mean, imagine a Chili's where instead of being known for ribs, they are known for riblets, uh, something called a riblet. Um, you've, you have basically conceived of an Applebee's. Is that just a smaller ribs towards, like... The back I, of the animal. <laughs> I have no not one knows. put in research to know. It's it, it's like the size of half a rib. Um, it's been a while since I've partaken. Yeah. Whack hasn't uh, been down that bad to go to an album piece. I mean, it's good. Well, it's uh, like they're certainly known for like the half price appetizers, which I still think is a thing. Like after I think ten o'clock. Um, I definitely the last probably three or four times I went to an Applebee's were after 10 for that purpose. Um, and you'd have to go back a smooth, nearly a decade probably to get to my peak Applebee's years. Yeah, no, that's, uh, some nasty business. It's, it's not great. Um, yeah, there's some fascinating questions being asked in this match by, uh, I, I think mostly Tony Schiavone. Um, and I think we've just kind of covered one of them. You ever been in a junkyard match? I think we've all established that no, none of us have ever been in a junkyard match. Um, 
the the question that immediately came after that is you ever been in a fight in a car <laughs> well have you just, <laughs> just uh, not the kind of fight they were talking about um although they then did go on to talk about uh I, i'm pretty sure bobby heenan after that talking talking about having a kerfuffle with his wife a verbal kerfuffle um so so i don't know maybe they do mean it that way but yeah uh the other the other question that i wrote down that came up mid-match was uh you ever hit a guy from behind with a tail question mark uh i don't i have never i i can't say i have i've had the opportunity (laughs) <laughs> yeah who all right so who are you taking out first you get you get a you get a tailpipe and and uh and a and a human of your choice to hit from behind with a tailpipe who is it mm, midman <laughs> <laughs> wow you could have done that in person wow. r- lately that's uh, that's it i'm going back tailpipe, into- man they wouldn't let me bring it into the game <laughs> uh, wow <laughs> That there, is, I, uh, there I was outside of some high school football stadium, waiting for Midman to walk back to the buses after a hard-fought victory, so I can beat is, the fuck out of him with a tailpipe. <laughs> getting hit with a tailpipe in a parking lot is such a high school football crime. <laughs> oh, that's some. <laughs> that's like a fucking mountain goats song. Or go back to Moon County if that happened to me. <laughs> It's showing up on on Spencer Hall is, is talking about that on his next podcast. Yeah. yeah. So in the world of high school football, somebody was a, a coach was attacked with a tailpipe afterwards. Just yeah. got, uh, just whomped them. Yeah. Somebody's somebody's like fifty year old wife is somehow involved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. PSJ does it, but somehow it just unlocks some drama, like small town drama. <laughs> like yeah. yeah no, a- Big rush probst energy. <laughs> what about you, Wack? Who you who are you taking a swing on with the tailpipe? Ah, again, uh, as as previously established, very hard for me to mm-hmm. to put myself in that violent mindset. But um, oh, bro, I like I have this urge to be like somehow. Respond like socially responsible with my uh tailpipe, like tailpipe to the back of the head, like that's very likely a a, a murder charge rather than an assault. Um, so I mean, like, <sighs> so you're gonna cry, I, your but I also, but but now I'm thinking. About Saying on a recorded medium, oh yes, I would like to hit this very powerful person with a <laughs> allegedly with a allegedly. tail, but oh le- yeah, um, oh, hypothetically, I, I how am I how am I blanking on all of my personal values right <laughs> at the right at the moment when somebody's offered me opportunity? Yeah, like, um, we can settle a vendetta T- right now. T.J. <laughs> Yates. <laughs> like I feel like I feel like that is the perfect um level of like joke and serious like 
so uh tj yates uh former i can't believe this is a real fact nfl quarterback um started a playoff game in the nfl um but was also the quarterback for the majority of my time at unc um and again i've dated myself but just a just a god awful quarterback <laughs> um who like that was the peak of me caring about college sports and i i was backed into a corner where the only escape was caring about the well-being of TJ Yates and and TJ Yates did not love me back so <laughs> they Tailpipe. rarely ever do Tailpipe hours Tailpipe yeah. hours uh boy i can't believe Midman and TJ Yates are the top two. Are, uh, they, are they? Listen, if you you give Midman TJ Yates, um, that's a that's 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 a, the world's most interesting eight and nine team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a would have been an interest. That's an interesting uh, QB coach duo. Uh, so now we have BSJ and and Wack versus TJ Yates. And midman or BSJ mm-hmm. and TJ Yates versus Whack and midman. Um, hmm. I have to book mm-hmm. that. See see where we go. There. Yeah. We what's the this. stipulation for this match? Uh, tailpipe on a pole. Tail- <laughs> yes. Cur- incredible. <laughs> um, on one hand, midman's gonna. If I do it where it's the two of you versus the two of them, midman gets a professional, a former professional athlete on his team. Um, Zach Wilson. And I don't know if that's fair for Midman to have something like that because I don't want to give him an advantage in anything. So he is a former D one lineman. Yeah, like it's <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I don't want to give him any advantage. That's what I meant. I totally meant because he's a, a former D one athlete, not because I I want to stack the chips against Midman. No, 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 no. Uh, Wack, yeah, do no. you think do you think you could put aside your 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 vendetta so it could be a three on one? Oh, uh, one more time. Put your faith in TJ Yates one more time. No, I cannot in good faith. (laughs) I cannot in good faith pin my fates to TJ Yates anymore. I've, I've done it more than once and that's, uh, too many times. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so, uh, the match more, more highlights from the match. I mean, we talked about Jimmy Hart's wearing the, the, the bicycle helmet and like, Arm, knee pads and elbow pads, very responsible, hilarious, but also unnecessary because he's not actually in the match. Um, we've got uh, Brian Knobs getting thrown off of a car onto the top of, of a van, a van that didn't have an engine in it. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you, Tony Shivani. And um, various amounts of just bumpers be thrown around. Uh, we had multiple lacerations. Um, Silver King's uh, right bicep was cut open. Oh. Um, uh, 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 Hugh Morris, I was to say Bill DeMont. Hugh Morris, um, I think he separated his shoulder. He did a dive onto a windshield. Uh, or, well, he was, he was trying to dive onto somebody. They moved, and he went into the windshield. I think uh, he separated his shoulder. Maybe it was concussed. A lot of concussions in this match, surprisingly. <laughs> well, what's the official count? Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody had a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, 
Like, you're getting smacked in the face with actual bumpers. Actual, you're getting thrown into actual. Like Rocco Rock went headfirst into a window and it didn't break. So that's definitely a concussion. Yeah, this this concept was by people with concussions for people with concussions. Mm-hmm. Um, so this match, uh, <laughs> um, put together um, by Eric Bischoff wanting to do this. Um, but Eric Bischoff actually didn't want to do this. He, uh, the create the people, the creative team behind in in WCW at the time wanted to do it, and Eric Bischoff, being the president, but having he like to this day he hates and he will he disdains he abhors hardcore wrestling. Like he on his podcast eighty three weeks with Eric Bischoff, anytime hardcore wrestling is ever taught like on a show that they watch. He's just like, I hated this. Like, this was, it took away from the match. He goes like, I like, I'm all for, you know, brutal. Like, just be, if you're going to be, you know, tough guys, like, be tough guys with your fists. Like, you know, (laughs) it's understandable. Um, Yeah. But. Uh, Real quick, for visual aid purposes, I have posted a picture of Eric Bischoff. So that, so that BSJ can see how, uh, you know, I think the real issue is just that this man lives so hardcore in his in his normal life with his with his fucking uh lego haircut uh, that he that he snaps onto the top of his head at the beginning look he still um, has i will I, he's got an incredible head of hair to this day oh yeah listen he will go to it, the grave with a better hair <laughs> Die, he was dying it at this point in 1999 at age like 30 that like 36 yeah it he, he was fighting the grays hard. He he gave up the the color to get just the the perma thickness. Yeah, it is um the boy the just like it it is I'm like looking at the five o'clock shadow. I'm jealous because I don't I don't have a good five o'clock shadow. Um, I I tried to rock it for a couple of years. Maybe yeah. now I could do it. You know, I'm a little older. You need to have that, that you know, the wear and tear on your body <laughs> to, for yeah. it to work. You need you, you need a follicles per square inch level on your face that I I simply do not have. I yeah. have, yeah, it, totally. but yeah, but but you're you're a you're more of a civilized human being. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, but Eric Bischoff, not a fan of it. Didn't care for it. Uh, and basically, he assigned somebody to produce the entire thing. Now, I'm going to give you... Uh, Whack will have a better answer for this. Or be, this more for Whack. Uh, I'm going to give you four names. Mm-hmm. One of these names were the people that, you know, was the, was the producer behind this. Mm-hmm. Um, and those four names, uh, in alphabetical order, Arn Anderson, Brad Armstrong... Diamond Dallas Page. And. All right, well, I'm giving you three names because I couldn't come up with a fourth name. I, I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. I was like, damn, there's so many names I could go. But okay, so Arn Anderson, Brad Armstrong, Diamond Dallas Page. Ooh, boy. Um, actually, I, I want to hear what uh, BSJ's guess is first, just based on vibes. <laughs> I'm going Brad Armstrong. <laughs> I, 
You know, I hadn't even thought about like how would I answer this question if I was answering purely based on vibes. And yeah, this definitely seems like the work of um just top to bottom Brad shit. Um I know the least about Brad Armstrong of that three. Um my I this doesn't feel like the work of a person. Um, but I could be wrong, and I, I'm working with a very limited scope of what Arn Anderson is about. This seems way too, uh, way too uh, cutesy for uh, for an Arn Anderson. I'm I'm going to say Diamond Dallas, um, simply because I don't know enough about Brad Armstrong to make an educated guess. Um, but I, 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 again, I totally would not be surprised if this is, uh, if this is a Brad production. It was on, it was an Arn Anderson production. Wow. So Arn, what are you doing <laughs> for BSJ and those, uh, not in the know Arn Anderson famous, uh, famously known as the enforcer of the four horsemen. Um, a very straight, straightforward, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you kind of guy. Um, he is, uh, he's had a bald yarmulke since he was tw- 12. Um, he has looked 47 since age 13. Uh, he is, um, he's the enforcer and, uh, he was tasked with this match. Uh, and they were like, all right, you know, uh, that's, that'll be, that'll be, the, that'll be perfect. There you go. Arn, you, you've got this match. Like this is Arn Anderson. Um, this picture that might get added to the socials, um, so people have a reference. That's Arn Anderson at like age like thirty one. Yeah, that's see, like I think the reason I I did not think that this was Arn Anderson handiwork is is because it it seems to me like he would be the type of the guy to be like, well, why would I hit someone with a tail? I, I have these perfectly good fists. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have, uh, I have God's car tailpipes <laughs> on my right and left arm. Those some meaty hands. Yeah, no, absolutely some meat, some fucking ham hocks, and he's got ready to fucking cock rock and ready to, ready to go. Um, yeah, yeah, me. I think the shorter list would be the parts of his body that you could not describe as meaty. <laughs> his hair. Uh, mm, it's true. Um, very you right, like, yeah. well. Now I need to know who you think has meaty hair. Like meaty Bischoff, hair? Me, I was yeah, gonna I, say Bischoff has meaty hair. That's I. It's thick, but it's not meaty. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to imagine what meaty hair, like, and I'm feeling upset. I mean, why? Why? Like I, you know, I really think like when I'm like, you know, meaty is like, you know, I, you know, meaty hands. There's a lot of meat on those hands. I mean, like you can't have actual meaty hair but like eric bischoff had a lot of hair yeah i'll, I'll say that's the closest i'm willing to someone that meaty hair because it wasn't like um, long either like that's a that's a 90s like stand like that's a buzz cut nowadays <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. when, when he was rocking that 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 mullet look that that was standard operating procedure there's four guys behind him in that picture alone that have that same haircut yeah now now i'm uh, I'm realizing that Arn Anderson probably had, uh, you know, Bischoff level shit, but he 
realized that if he exposed his uh, scalp, that people would be able to see how meaty it was. <laughs> I mean, he does have a big forehead. Like, good lord. He <laughs> mm. has a big face. He does have yeah. a big... He's got a big face on a big head. Like, that. it's, it's, it's incredible how big his face is. But... <laughs> but his head is still bigger. Like, there's a... It is also funny how like the hairline, the hair is just thinning, and like at the at the top of it, and it looks. That's like a normal just... thing to happen to a hairline. Please remember this in like two or three years when you <laughs> think about Arn Anderson and maybe me. <laughs> no, I like it's just like I'm I'm saying he's 31 in this photo. He might be younger in this photo. Like Arn Anderson was old when he was young like they like when he debuts in in Jim Crockett promotions at like 27 he looks like like there's a reason why they're like yeah he's Ole Anderson's brother because they're the same fucking age and then yeah. eventually Ole Anderson started to get like significantly older looking and they're like he's a nephew not a brother just a a perpetually grizzled man yeah uh grizzled young vet as they would like to say um, yeah, I he's, he's from Rome, Georgia, and this makes so much sense. Yeah, yep. yeah, Rome, big old, big, big, uh, big UGA fan as well. My uh, second guess was going to be Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> mm, yep, I mean, yeah. it's the goatee. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I mean, we it it's much discussed that Florida and Ohio have the, and I feel like. There are large swaths of Georgia that could be in that same. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think Ohio was a a tremendous guess. Here, here's a here's a here's a picture of him younger, slightly younger. Yeah, that that man was born an uncle. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, he's yeah, definitely. Uh, if if we were friends in high school. I definitely would have just called Arn. Uh, well, his name's Marty Mar Marty Lundy or Martin Larn Lundy. Uh, in real, I would just call him Uncle Marty. Cause yeah, that's yeah. Martin is. It's preposterous to think of a baby named Martin. <laughs> Only like just picturing his face on a smaller body. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just an angry child. Like angry. <laughs> like like it's. Like here's a like here's a picture of him with Ric Flair from around the same time, uh, like just in first off incredible eighties fits, um, but second off like <laughs> like mm -hmm. he put the glasses on and he like most people when they put glasses on they look older he put sunglasses on he looks younger. Yeah, that man, that man has offered me a beer in. The parking lot of many a tailgate. <laughs> that that's yeah, it looks like the guy who stands outside. It would have been a, outside yelling at midman for not making the right uh, adjustments at halftime. Mm -hmm. You have TJ Yates, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I, um, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely like to request if you're if you've made it to this point in the podcast and you, and you're hearing uh, the absolute gem of a mental image of Arn Anderson's head on a baby's body. De uh, definitely make it a reality. So, uh, Photoshop that. You use your design skill. I, I need I need the best 
I need premium pictures of uh, Arn Anderson's head on a baby. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm J. Jonah Jameson, babyfied Arn Anderson. Uh, and you can send them to my Twitter account at side ring. Um, just tweet them, tweet them at me at dork side ring. That's good. That's <laughs> no, I mean, I might just go do that when we're done here. Uh, <laughs> tweet it up myself. Um, people are like, what the fuck? Like, I'll just tweet it and no one will have an idea about it for, for, for two months. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so we're wrapping up here. Uh, but I do have one last question, and it does relate to Fit Finley jumping over and escaping and winning and becoming the inaugural Junkyard Champion. And it was it, it, it relates to that because Fit Finley, proud proud uh, son of Ireland, um, and just incredible teacher of professional wrestling, somehow jumped. Higher than I have ever jumped on a fence. Like he he leaped like his entire height to get to the to, like up the fence in one foul leap after after getting his ass whipped and thrown into a the trunk of a of a car as it was being driven into a compactor. Mm-hmm. But my question is: Have you uh, has there ever been an uh, a um an event in your life? Where you could have used a the leaping ability that Fit Finley had at that time. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But PSJ, you're gonna have to take this one first because again, I hard to put myself in the minds. Mm-hmm. Fit Finley's hops. I feel like there's so many times I've like tripped over stuff that I could just jumped over. <laughs> PSJ wasting that that one hop, that one that one gift of of lift to just jump over some Legos, like that he just left in his house. Definitely, like dunk and take a video of that. Just use that. Mm, Yeah, Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, Finley is apparently six foot two, which is just a hair taller than, than me. I feel like. If I had that, like dunking was definitely the first thing I thought, but uh, I'm also uh, I'm also unconfident enough to eh, I mean, he's got four inches on me. Like I even with that ability, would I still be able to dunk like I can I palm a basketball like even in my wildest. I'm still like, oh, I probably couldn't. Um. Hey, I like weirdly the first thing that comes to mind is um just like cross like cross country um like I ran cross country in high school mm. and there were definitely some some uh tricky like root systems on the path my high school ran on um and so yeah just like uh, kind. Of, I mean, yeah, kind of similar, but like just trying to clear some some wild shit on a trail that um that would otherwise trip me. Um, I also like just thinking about jumping. It made me recall the time that 
I was running in practice at the bottom of a small, the crest of a very, very small, smaller than I am tall. And uh, a deer jumped out from this bush at the top of the hill, like just running full speed and like jumped very slightly over me. And I, the first thing I imagined thinking about like jumping higher, if I had been a little bit more off the ground, like I could have made head, uh, like a head on deer. <laughs> and that's just like a, a fascinating thing to it. <laughs> oh, you hit a deer with your car. I got, I got my body was hit by a, um, I, I mentally, steered a deer. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. I, I mentally decided that it was, but business but decision. You weren't trying to get posterized by uh, by Bambi. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it's. I, I think what it is is like it's almost a story I can tell, but it's not actually interesting. Um, but if it was like we made contact. Yeah, if I if I office linebacker Terry Tated that deer in in midair, like now we're really cooking with gas. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that that's that's incredible. Yeah, you just grab it, jump, grab it, take it down. And what you would want for this situation is, um, you would want Fit Finley's jumping ability from those days, but you would want the upper body dimensions of fit finley in his latter years <laughs> um which i've i've just posted for for bsj's reference um he he got he got pretty meaty uh by the time i was seeing him on television yeah. in his wwe years yeah he would i would like, say he look like that he looks like someone i can't place it <laughs> He he looks um, like every every Irish dad in uh, that lived in South Philly. <laughs> he he has in this specific picture. I don't think this is a feature of Fit Finley in a larger sense. But in this specific picture, he does have like alternate universe where Joe Biden is a. And and once again, if you have <laughs> photoshops of Joe Biden as a pro wrestler, I cannot stress this enough. Tweet, tweet them at me at Dorkside Rick. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> no, he he. You know what? I don't want to say it's spot on, but it's damn near. It is. I'm now seeing it, and now I'm just seeing him death staring, and and just like that's. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, the the second I look at literally any other picture than this one, I'm like, oh no, that's yeah. a that's insane. But but yeah, he, you know, we did it, Finley. <laughs> we did it, Regal. Uh, <laughs> we won the junkyard invitational. Um, but yes. Uh, so little closing notes. Uh, Hack was supposed to win this, uh, but he showed up late. To a, um, <laughs> he showed up late to uh, a production meeting and was more than likely a little less sober than than desired. So then they just went to Finley anyways. <laughs> um, uh, Finley then would 
become like the de facto hardcore champion. Um, he would defend the the trophy, um, and in a match, uh, he went through a table and it like almost fucking killed him because where it splintered, it cut like the the artery that goes like in your leg. The ephemeral? Yes, yeah. That's ooh, that's uh, it's bad news when you know the name. <laughs> yes, as, as a layperson. Yes. Uh, went uh, hit that artery, um, and also broke his leg. So he was out for about a year or so, or no, not a year or so. He was out for like six months, and it's like this guy almost died. He's back in six months, and they were like, "Yeah, this guy's tough." Um, he would <laughs> he would take Brian Knobs under his wing as a hardcore um, uh, mentor, mentory apprentice. Uh, he ended up wearing digital camo <laughs> way too much. Listen, who among us? <laughs> I mean, we have all had a face. Um, but, yeah, so that's what happened there. Multiple guys had concussions. Um, the public enemy guys were signed, like, the week of to pay per appearance deal. Uh, they showed up a couple more times, then they were fit, just let go. Um, the most successful guy... In this match was probably Fit Finley, maybe Steven Regal, because he yeah. would leave shortly after this match and go to WWE and would become the Commissioner Regal, um, which was a very fun uh, gimmick for him. Um, but yeah, yeah, just it, just a tremendous uh, a, a a tremendous on screen personality. Um, like short, not that long after I started watching NXT, William Regal became the commissioner of NXT, and uh, just a, a genuinely scary human being, even when he's at that age and and just yelling at people for administrative bullshit. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it, like, man, it's a shame he couldn't really get over some of his uh, addiction issues. When, oh boy! Like he, like William Regal had issues, and at the time they were building like the worst time. He was the raw GM, and he was going corrupt with absolute power. Like he legit, like they ended an episode of Raw with him running into the truck, telling him to shut it down, and then that's how the show ended. <laughs> like yeah. he booked himself to win the King of the Ring. He was claiming to be the most powerful man in WWE. And then, like, a week later, he gets suspended for 60 days uh, because he failed a drug test. And then, yep. then like, it, it kind of came back, but was never pushed the same. And it's like, damn, man, like, that was it. You were going to do something. They were going to do something special with you, man. But, mm -hmm. damn. Yeah. If I, if, I didn't, if I didn't know better, I, I might think that all of the stories with this similar tenor and arc in the world of professional wrestling indicates some sort of uh, fundamental problem with how the uh, talent is, is treated from a health perspective. Uh, thankfully, I, thankfully, I know that that's, uh, that's not the case. Not anymore? Uh, as much, I guess? Um, yeah. yeah. Strides have been made. Well, I mean, it, it, a lot of the, like, WWE has done, a, and, sh and should be commended for its wellness policy because it changes every couple years to where it gets stricter in areas where it needs to be stricter and 
less strict where it needs to get. Like, they don't really pop you for weed anymore, but, like, if you if you fail a drug test because you did weed, they're just like, okay, like, that's a fine. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to suspend you anymore. And, like, <laughs> very much similar to, like, NFL, um, but, like, or I guess similar to what the NFL guys would like it to be. It's like, all right, look, like, if we make it illegal, but don't make us lose games because we get high. Like, guys will be like, all right, how many times am I getting tested this year? Okay, seven, six, we're doing six tests this year? Okay, and they'll put away money and basically just pay the fines preemptively. <laughs> mm-hmm, yep. So that they don't, they don't go bothering we're, them. We, we have to be very close to our first, uh, well, I say first, I, I'm not aware of one that exists in one of the mainstream top leagues, but, um, but like our first weed themed wrestling match. Yeah. I f- like, um, let's see, I guess the closest would be MSK currently in NXT where they were previously the, known as the rascals. And they had mm-hmm. like a whole, they had a whole, like that 70s show presentation where like, they would talk about the match, but they would do the 360 like smoke-filled room uh, gimmick, which was very funny. Um, mm-hmm. We really missed an opportunity when we had Rob Van Dam. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah the the notion of a weed-themed match in current day uh, WWE is kind of tainted by the knowledge that Matt Riddle would almost certainly involve. Um, yeah, but <sighs> but I do like the idea of the of the rascals doing it and and BSJ. Now, when you heard rascal, like, did you picture there was an ass on the end of rascals? Because yes, let me tell you, you are mistaken. <laughs> the true rascal ra- lifestyle is lived by pluralizing things with a Z. So that's that's how the rascals spell rascals. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Hardy boys, yeah. Dudley boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did Troll Boys have a Z? Uh, I don't think so. Man, but, that's like the dude. late late nineties, early two thousands had a big big run on the Z's, and then it like went away, and now it's like kind of come back, but like in a more reasonable, responsible that is- way. That is a stain on Ethan Page's record. If that's the case, that Troll Boys didn't have. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I'm seeing both when I Google it, but yeah. I, I um, don't. I don't remember it being officially with the Z, but it could have been in a couple of places. Yeah, um, yeah. The um, the the Troll Boys lived the boys with a Z lifestyle when they saying their own entrance music to the theme of bad boys um, very poorly. God bless Ethan Page. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to get out of here, but uh, I do want your last thoughts on the Junkyard match. We'll start with you, Wack. What were your final thoughts about the Junkyard Invitational? Yeah, I, I said it a lot during the actual match itself in some fashion, just like the idea that this is extremely professional wrestling, um, in nature, which is a weird thing to say about 
where there's very little uh, wrestling in the traditional sense uh, that happens in a ring, but just like the idea of elaborate set pieces and um, strategic logic that doesn't really make sense if you think about it for longer than two seconds. But um, but the the goal is to immerse you in the match itself to the point that you're not really thinking about um and just truly ludicrous ludicrous shit like uh like a man almost being murdered in a a car compressor um and it's fine somehow um yeah this is uh like in a lot of ways professional wrestling is about only the wrestling and in a lot of ways it's about only everything other than the rest one of those uh those matches that speaks to that latter that latter part of of the biz just uh just an absolute treat yeah no the mur- attempted murder um multiple times we've seen mo- attempted murder on the dork side of the ring things which is just and i venture you'll see it some more Definitely, it's definitely a calling card for some of these things. <laughs> attacked by attacked by dogs. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get to the point. Uh, uh, you know, uh, just last month, uh, at, when you're listening to this audience, um, but uh, you know, uh, the giant fa- falls off of a parking garage after trying to kill, uh, attempting to murder um, Hulk Hogan, and he falls off while Hulk Hogan defends himself. Um, a lot of, a lot of just murder and, and stuff. Wild. Uh, BSJ, my friend, what is, uh, your final thoughts on the, the junkyard invitational? It really embodied a lot of things that appeal to me about wrestling. Namely, it was dark. There was a fire somewhere and someone was driving a forklift around. <laughs> like. I'm probably going to get more into wrestling, given that everything I've seen about it has been like this. Well, I got to show you Roman Reigns running over Kevin Owens with a golf cart. Yep, and that match. Oh no! I, <laughs> wait, did that match feature a forklift? Mm, no forklift, just the golf cart. Uh, no, it did. It did feature. No, it did feature. He uh, Kevin Owens climbed a jumped off of a uh, forklift. Yeah. Yeah, and and I know that. One of like I want to say the Daniel Bryan match, WrestleMania thirty. Um, I could be remembering that wrong, but like there was definitely a big Daniel Bryan paper jumped off of a that was like driven to the side of the ring, uh, the natural place to have. It. Mm, yes. Yeah, it's just just like oh boy, that match. That match was good. But motherfucker got ran over by it with a golf cart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was it was Daniel Bryan versus Kane. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. A forklift. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, there's also also the the halftime heat match um, with uh, mankind and the Rock, um, where mankind pinned the Rock with a for, with a forklift. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just. So- uh, yeah, we will know that the industry has peaked when there's enough instances of this to do like a full great moments in 
forklift wrestling history. I think we're like two or three moments short. But yeah, that's do it. Do it for BSJ. If if there are wrestling executives listening to this, Tony Khan, I know you're a a listener. Um, make it happen. Uh, when will we see our OSHA friendly wrestler? Let us let it. Well, I, I mean the shot. Well, there's the sh- the Shockmaster after. I'll I'll show you a picture of that when we're we're done here. The Shockmaster after his debut basically got repackaged to a uh, OSHA um, <laughs> OSHA accident waiting to happen. Uh, <laughs> but yes. Uh, so we're, we're going to wrap up here. BSJ, remind the people where they can find you, what you got going on, and the other things that are related to that. Yeah, you can find me. If you like this, you can find me on Twitter at BSJ. That's at B-E-E underscore E-S underscore J-A-Y. If you didn't like it, you can find me at CozyDude97. Feel free to tweet at that. Um, Nothing big going on. Just, you know, be nice to people around you. Mm-hmm. And thanks for having me on, Grum. No problem. Thank you yeah. for coming on. That was good. I, and be nice. If, that's a good message. It's a great message. Whack. The floor is yours. Oh, what a tremendous floor it is. Um, yeah, I'm at Wacuum Twitter. Um, if you've if you've listened this far, I'll let the proper spelling. That's Wack W A C K. Wack with an H is a verb. Wack without an H is an adjective. I'm glad we've settled this on the most important forum one could possibly any argument like this. Um, I will lift the curtain a little bit and say I have an audio archive project coming with a unnamed co-host um, that may or may not be released as a podcast on uh, on my my co-hosts whether my co-host wants it to be public or not. Um, it will be music themed. Um, if you've ever owned a record collection, um, it will probably within your, probably be within your wheelhouse. Um, or just if you've a sentimental relationship to music, it's good strategy to give a tease for something that may never act like, um, <laughs> but, but that would be, that would be coming, uh, later sometime between Oh, by heck, by the time this comes out, it might already be out in um, probably before the end of 2021, if it happens at all. But yeah, be on the be on the lookout for that, and um, and yeah, be be kind, be be not, be kind distinctly. Uh, master the distinction between nice and kind, um, and and be kind. Um, to every to everybody except uh cozy dude ninety seven. There we go. So good. Cozy dude ninety seven. Good mm-hmm. old good That just old. sounds like a it sounds like the username of a bad egg. It I mean it's no, I don't think so. 
I I personally don't think so, Cozy Dude ninety seven. I don't think you're a bad egg. I, I'm I listen. Devi- I'm willing to be devious, maybe. <laughs> I'm willing not- to be. Uh, I, I'm willing to to not judge the book by its cover, but something don't sit right with me. That's fair. The vibe. Why is for- that cozy in this in this economy? <laughs> this is true. This is true. How can one be cozy? Uh, in 2021, I'll tell you how you can be cozy. You have your friends, BSJ and Whack Human Being on, and you guys have some good, fun chats while watching some silly wrestling. That's how you can get cozy here on the dork side of the ring. Uh-huh. Bam. That's right. Compliments. You're gonna take them. Um, it was a, it was a blast having you guys. It was fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a big fan of this worldview of wrestling so yeah thanks for thanks for having us thanks for put putting on a show every week <laughs> putting on a show you know and winning the game and winning the game psj any final words i'm gonna have to start watching wrestling um you've really sold me on it just like through this and your other content both this pot and grapple guys Oh, that's not, that's not me. That's the other guys. But the other guys, Grapple Guys, free plug, uh, they're doing good stuff. I am help, I did help them realize how they should probably record um, mm-hmm. their stuff so that it was not reliant on Zoom's uh, overworked uh, body. So Listen, I, BSJ, like, I, I, I respect and trust BSJ far too much to, to say that you are not a founding member. If if BSJ, I mean, that's, I, that's not what I thought. BSJ would know better than I would that's, on yeah, all matters. Right. I'm saying like you and Grapple Guys. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Yeah. No, no, I, no, no. <laughs> this is canon now. Wax, Wax, gonna have Cozy Dude ninety seven down my neck for for uh, for for claiming I'm a Grapple Guy. I mean. Nah. I was the first official guest of the Grapple Guys, so yeah. Shout out to shout out to all three: Jim Jam, Broads, and Aaron. Aaron. Just uh, Mm. tremendous vibes. Uh, People who actually enjoy wrestling talking about wrestling. Uh, What a concept! I know, right? It's almost like it's fun when no one's taking it that seriously. Which is the tagline of this one? Bam, baby! It all comes full circle. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Nah, seriously, thank you guys for coming on. It was a blast. Uh, and I can't wait for the next one. Little extra for the dork side. That's right. You're, you you thought you were gonna hear just me saying hello. You know, thanks for coming to Whack and and BSJ. But but I do have to say because originally when I think we I think we even mentioned it during the actual recording uh, that that Whack here I'm joined here with Whack is. Has had had something to get off of of his chest to be like, hey, you know, uh, these punk ass. Like, I got something to say. I got. I have to <laughs> say something. I have to reply. You know, and we just were having cutting up a rug, having such a good time talking about the junkyard invitational. Completely forgot about it. So, <laughs> uh, I figured wait for a little bit. Uh, we're recording this right before I edit it together this weekend and put it on the Patreon ahead of a you know week ahead of time, and uh, so whack uh, the floor is yours for your your comments. The podium sure. is yours. Sure, and to be clear, um, 
you know, I'll lay all the cards out there for the the listening public. the the exact uh, The exact wording was that I have at least one assertion from a previous guest that I would like to contest on air. Now, when I wrote that, I was assuming, well, surely I'll have uh, more than one assertion to contest on air. Um, and then I, I kept listening and couldn't couldn't find any because uh, you know you only have truth tellers on the show, um, myself included. Mm. However, um, so uh, let me let me take you back in time to September. Uh, let me take you back to in time to episode twelve, mm. uh, the the Kurt Angle milk bath. Oh, okay. Um, so so I'm I'm listening to the Kurt Angle milk bath episode uh, back in September, um, both in in preparation to be on the show and to you know just. Uh, recreationally listen to my pal pal grum my pal basque my pal pat mm-hmm. um and i hear on air that a previous recording guest uh one one b lambert uh commonly known as blam or blambert <laughs> uh that his his uh his criminal alias i i hear that that blambert has been alleging to know of the the best chocolate milk on the planet uh Mm -hmm. and i say ah uh i did not know that blambert was familiar with mapleview dairy of hillsborough north carolina but that's uh that's (laughs) that's great to know that he's he's out here promoting some some fine orange county north carolina products and and then i and then i keep listening thinking great time to move on and i hear i hear you grum say ah yes blam said it was this little dairy in massachusetts and i that's weird it's hard to hard to mistake hillsborough north carolina for massachusetts <laughs> uh there's no harvard yard to park the kind down there no um no clam but no, powder to but, speak of uh, well sure you could probably <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you could probably find some if you had to. It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't necessarily be of quality. <laughs> I was going to say, um, it's inadvisable to find the clam chowder down there. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, no, I keep I keep listening. And it turns out, I don't believe y'all ever figured out the the name or remembered the name that he had mentioned on air. Um, but I did a little, I did a little research because I, I believe Basque literally messaged Blambert on air and asked what the name of the farm was. Yes. So I was able to realize he was talking about Hornstra Farms of of Norwell, Massachusetts. Now, um, you know, I I I thought, well, okay, that's that's probably just the Dutch translation for for Maple Leaf Farms, <laughs> Hillsborough, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, right. I'm, I mean, your Dutch listeners already know this, but I I, I looked that up, and that's not uh, it's not the case. Shout out the He's three ta- of them talking yes. about a different farm. Um. So obviously I'm curious. I rattle off a message to you saying that I have to come, come and put the record out on air that, uh, that false chocolate milk news has been spread on your very airways, which I know you, I, I knew you would not be happy about. No, um, this is um, concerning to me. I must. Yeah. yeah. I haven't checked in with BS. I haven't checked in with BSJ about, um, how much of a travesty this is to him, but, uh, I mean, a man of honor 
So probably pretty devastating him as well. Um, now, here, unfortunately, is where the story takes a turn for the worse. And by that, I mean that I, of all people, have to um, hold on. Let me massage my throat to prepare uh, <laughs> this very difficult thing to say. I have to uh, uh, apologize uh, to uh, user Blam, user Blambert. Because what I did not know at the time, what I know now, um, but frankly, I could have apparently known back then in September, is that Maple View Dairy, um, unfortunately, in the month of August, um, decided to cease cease milk production, um, which is is extremely sad for for me and and other uh, quality chocolate milk enthusiasts of uh, of the greater triangled area. Uh, now I know what you're wondering. What, what does that mean about Maple View ice cream? Um, don't worry. They are um, continuing production. They're swapping in milk from simply natural creamery in Aiden, North Carolina. Now I've not had, I've not had the chocolate milk from simply natural creamery in Aiden, North Carolina. So um, I'm not in a position to say how it is relative to Horns for Farms. Um, for all I know, I may taste it and think, by God, they've made a liar out of Blam two times over. Um, but how could they do such a thing? Yeah, I, I will say, I will operate on the good faith assumption that when Blambert said that Hornster Farms, Norwell, Massachusetts, has the best chocolate milk in the country. He was saying that with full knowledge that Maple View Dairy had ceased production and therefore he was indeed telling the truth. And I was, oh boy, I was um, wrong, I think is the, that's the word other people use for that sort of thing, right? Like I, I've, um, I've simply never well, had to. The th <clears throat> See, I'll, you know what, I, I'll, I'll speak up uh, in defense of you um, because you just found that out yes. very recently. Yes. So sure. the information that you were going off of was in fact correct, but not mm -hmm, updated. Mm -hmm. um, sure. This is like this is like um, you know like a, when a when a team you know uh, doesn't take into account the poison pill uh, for for the contract, right? Like yeah, the tr mm. the trade works, but then once you actually go through with the trade, it actually bumps up their you know. Their, their, like, you know, the, the income and the salary, they're thus affecting your cap. And that's the information you find out, you know, and like, oh, okay, so that, that's not, it, it's, it, yes, I'm right. This trade does work. However, now the, now it doesn't really work, you know? Mm -hmm. I think, you um, know, that's not on you. Yeah. I think that's a bad job by, by them. I don't want to sell you their good name of uh, Maple, uh, Maple Hill, uh, Maple Valley Farms, correct? Uh, you literally had it right the first time. I did, uh, didn't Maple I? View. Maple yep. View, damn. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no, it wasn't View. And I I'm mean, like, it wasn't it Hill. It doesn't matter anymore. It, yeah. yeah, right. It well, apparently, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> but now, that's um, on them for not publicizing that directly. They should have sent you a newsletter, um, sent a representative mm -hmm. to your house to let you know. Sure, sure, sure. And I, I can hear some of the, the listening public wondering, well, I mean, surely the news was out there. Does the fact that that WAC didn't know uh, is that indicative of, of 
him being a, a false Maple View head that he he's uh, faking the funk in terms of how closely he follows the latest and greatest of Maple View Dairy News. And um, to that, I would like to say directly and wholeheartedly, uh, mind your damn business. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think is how moving. I would put it. Now yep. the other thing, so Hornstra Farms, if I recall correctly. Blam alluded to the idea that it was very limited distribution. Uh, they're kind of south of Boston, but like not south, like genuinely south of Boston, not like South Boston. Hmm. Um, so pretty far east in the state. And if they are super, super regional, they may not even really get to other parts of the state. Um, but I will be doing research um, to see if I can obtain this this alleged championship chocolate milk because I will be in uh, quite significantly farther west in the state. But um, it should serve my, the greater area, you know. Yeah. If they're so good, yeah, one, right? It, yeah, one wonders, you know, how uh, what what the people of of Pittsfield don't don't need. Uh, good chocolate milk um but that's why like, no, I, I won't be i always say wawa is so great it serves a wide ranging of people you know it's uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now yes it's, it has dropped in quality i will say this however it is still better than sheets correct um yeah to to the point that it's it's barely even worth discussing and and if you're yeah. uh if you're feeling some type of way hearing that over the airwaves right now um again i must implore you mind your damn business um, but yeah, I will be, I mean, not nearly as far west as Pittsfield, but I will be in Massachusetts around Christmas time. Um, my parents have moved out of my childhood home and were sort of, uh, orphans this Christmas and decided to just do a little, uh, Christmas on the road this year. And by chance we will be in Western Massachusetts for that. Or, uh, so if it's within the Hornstra Farms distribution area, and again, to echo your point, um, feels like a bad sign if that's not within mm-hmm. the Hornstra Farms distribution area. But um, if possible, I will do. I will make a good faith effort to track down this uh, this chocolate milk, and because I mean, as it's as it's been established already, I'm on board for a a, a high quality small batch artisan chocolate milk mm, yes that sounds delicious but but yes yeah, so so that is um you know I, I i figured even though there's been updates even though this isn't necessarily the like spicy oh blame is wrong uh update that i i would have wanted it to be uh, at the very least I've i've condensed some of the weekly listening for for your listening public because obviously on a normal week they they listen to dork side of the ring and then they have to separately go listen to their you know chocolate milk podcasts <laughs> not here yeah why you know listen we're for the people we say uh one stop shop that that is that is us. that is what i've i've tried to provide to y'all for for this week and only this week until such time as i surreptitiously worm Chocolate milk talk with whack into a recurring segment on this uh, on this very podcast. <laughs> well, I was going to say, how about we do this? 
after the holidays, reconvene. Uh, you know, if if you do indeed get, um, you know, uh, you do get yourself some of the some of the this fabled uh, New England area fabled milk of chocolatey goodness, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and and get your get your get your review for so that we have yes. an official official. It's stance. already happening. Ken chocolate milk talk on a bi-weekly basis be far behind who yeah, knows no, i will definitely i will keep you posted um i i do not I, i'm not optimistic that i'll find it but who knows maybe maybe there will be some third party chocolate milk maybe maybe there's a like a a cross state rival to hornstra farms somewhere in the uh greater Belcher town area or whatever. <laughs> um, I'm I'm literally just reading uh, <laughs> names of towns I've never heard of off of them. Um, I I apologize to the the Belcher town listening public. If I've I don't know. I, I know we got, I know we have Dutch listeners. I don't know if we have uh, Belcher town uh, <laughs> listeners. So uh, yeah, well, it, you got to work your way up. You know, you can't just go straight to Belcher town. You know, you I go- I like to think globally first, then locally. You know. Um, if I, if I have little seeds in, in, in these areas, you know, then I can be like, all right, Hey, tell your friend. And then that's how you grow. Uh, I'm like a a widespreading spore diseased. Yeah. You know what they say? It's, it's that famous, uh, saying first Vikings, then Belcher town, then the world. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, whack. Thank you so much. I I can't wait to hear back. Hopefully, you do get some some of the chocolate milk. We can get a result. We get an official ruling, um, mm-hmm. you know. And I hope that you know it's it's in a way that you know Blam doesn't take offense to it. I feel like if just just hearing this about this, uh, Blam will probably come running to the feed and listen <laughs> and go. Well, then yeah. I have to wait and just waiting for the episode to drop where. You return to us to tell us your thoughts yeah. on his mostly, beloved. Mostly, I'm just happy to clear the air. You know, um, everyone was everyone was thinking about you know what is this unspoken of tension that that Wack is referring to, and then never refers back to on the podcast. Um, and yeah, I'm just happy to um, you know assuage people's fears. That that that's. I know, I know. For me personally, I was, you know, t- I had the tension. I'm like, oh boy, like, I don't like this. I don't like, you know, knowing that, you know, Wack has uh, has a contention uh, with a former mm-hmm. guest, and uh, who? But it's good yeah, to see t- that, you know, there's we're already coming to a common ground here, you know, where mm-hmm. like, you know, so it's already it's good. It's good that we we waited because if you would have said that, buddy. We would have had a war. There would have been a new civil war over chocolate milk. The quality of chocolate. uh, Between quality chocolate milk companies, really. Sure, sure, sure. And yeah, just to make sure that this is still a wrestling podcast uh, segment, I will will say that it's fucked up that Keith Lee is out of a job right now. Um, And that's... uh, (laughs) There, we... Bring it back into wrestling. Yeah, there we go. We got back to the wrestling. Yes, I agree. Uh, but hopefully, uh, and and probably he won't be uh, f- without a job for too much longer. Um, but will almost certainly land on his feet after doing uh, some sort of flip that it's impossible to do for anybody else at his size. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's that's a hundred percent. He's going to be doing a, a second rope moonsault and landing on his feet, and I'll be like, "Buddy, I can't get out of bed without tripping over my own feet." <laughs> so, yeah. but whack, thank you, uh, and uh, we look forward to hearing about the chocolate milk report. One hundred percent. Thanks. So there you have it. Whack human being will be back after the holiday season to report back. Indeed. If he's able to get his hands on that delicious chocolate milk. Uh, if you are wondering where the best chocolate milk is, I don't know, go, go Google it, see in your area, and report back. Maybe we can have a little bit of a chocolate war, chocolate milk wars over here. Uh, but thank you, Wack. Thank you, BSJ, for being on the pod talking about one of the more reckless like matches and concepts that were actually went through um, and just put the wrestlers in a dangerous position very weird a lot of concussions broken arms such such and such uh but look appreciate you guys coming by uh whack go follow whack at whack human being and bsj is at b-e-e underscore e-s underscore j-a-y that's bsj but phonetically spelled out that's right i know words like phonetically uh appreciate you guys being on can't wait to get them all again uh just the uh, so like it's again Having a concept like that with people who don't know what they're watching, Wack understands wrestling, and even Wack was lost. I not uh, me on the other hand, I'm I'm a sicko for this shit. I say this uh, as a loving pro wrestling fan. Next week though, we're back with some more fun CPFs. Next week it is X and Nesis joining me as we talk about the Spirit Squad. And if you don't know who the Spirit Squad was, well. I'll let you know this. I br- hope you bring all of your flexible f- chanting stuffs. I don't know. They're cheer. They're male cheerleaders. I, I don't know where I was going with that. But look, it's a it's a fun one. We uh we end up getting talking about uh the Spirit Squad, and we end up talking about uh, Shawn Michaels is a really bad, uh, dirty macking, um, and how very t- toxic Sonny is. Uh, but <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a good episode. It's a fun episode, uh, and it is next week's episode. This week's episode is over, and that's where I'm telling you thank you, and I love you. Uh, if you want to continue to support the podcast free of charge, you can follow us on Twitter at Dorkside Ring, at Dorkside Ring on Instagram as well. Tell your friends about us. Also, if you have not already, go to the Apple Store. Leave a five-star review. If you leave that five-star review in the Apple Store, I think Spotify apparently has ratings as well. Do that at Spotify. Basically, go to your preferred podcasting platform and leave a five-star rating if they're allowed. And if they don't allow it, then tell them. You must, must put, tell Google, tell tell uh, Breaker, tell all these uh, other ones. You could leave these reviews. Please let us have a review function so I can support the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. I want to tell people about how goofy and fun it is that Grum and his friends get together and talk about professional wrestling. We've been going almost, uh, this will be the, the, actually this one I believe is the end of the, the fifth month? Uh, fifth or sixth month. My brain is not work counting correctly. We started in what, July? July, August, September, October, November. Fifth month, we're going into month six. We're going into month six, everybody. Wait, July, August, September, October, no. Yeah, we're going into month six. That is a serious... Look, I, clap of hands, everybody, for hanging out. Appreciate you guys. Dork Side of the Ring podcast uh, on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave a review. Uh, if you want to support me more, 
uh, and my endeavors and creativity. Follow the uh, follow me on Twitch for the next month. The last month we're having a month long going away party, and it coincides with our annual holiday tradition: the twenty three days of Grummas. Uh, tomorrow, or Wednesday is the first day, and we will go all the way through 23 straight days of community celebration and the celebration of friendship and togetherness. No strings attached otherwise. Uh, that's over there on grum.tv. If you want to join the Discord, join.grum.tv. Support Patreon, support.grum.tv. You can help me support financially this podcast and my content. Also, uh, the YouTube stuff that will be coming out starting in January. If you want to get a jump on that, go to Tgrum on YouTube. And you can subscribe to me there. I might put some Dorkside stuff, some little snippets and whatnot. Um, especially as the podcast grows and I decide, you know what, let's, put, let's crank up the effort. I'm going to start doing some video podcasts. And we do that and whatnot. It'll be good times. Um, I think that's all, right? I did the thing. Podcast, yeah. Patreon, support.grum.tv, yeah. Uh, oh, soon t- SoonTM.com. Shout out my friend CheeseWiz. SoonTM.com if you're trying to get that uh, trying to get that gamer in your life, a last-minute uh, game, trying to figure out something for him. SoonTM.com. See what games are coming out, and you can get them the video games. These are good, right? Yes. Uh, thank you guys so much. Next week, X, Mises, myself, talking about the Spirit Squad on the dork side of the ring. Thank you to BSJ and Wack Human Being for stepping in to the dork side of the ring. Thank you for watching us in the dork side of the ring. And I will see you guys next time. I love you here on Dork Side of the Ring Podcast. <laughs>